You are listening to Community Voices on NPR Illinois. I'm Vanessa Ferguson, and today we are talking about the Enos Park Neighborhood Gardens. And here to tell me about it are Carrie Smith, she's the manager of the gardens, and volunteer Lauren Baker. Thank you both for being here. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So we've had Carrie on the show before, and you've told us about the Enos Park Neighborhood Gardens before, but there's been a lot of updates and, and new things, and we just need to get the word out a little bit more. But before we do that, Lauren, you have not been on the show before, so can you tell us a little bit about you and how long you've lived here in Central Illinois? So I actually grew up in Central Illinois, graduated from Rochester. My husband and I moved to Enos Park in October of 2020. Have you always been into gardening, or was it the Enos Park neighborhood that got you into it? No. So I, I have always gardened. It's something my family has done, my, my grandparents, my parents. And uh, the Enos Park garden is something that drew us to the neighborhood. So when we were looking for a home, we moved right at the height of COVID from a, a very small work-from-home situation. We needed some more room. And when we saw this uh, this home literally across the the alley from the Enos Park Garden. We knew that that was something we wanted to be involved with. I think that's a great point because I think sometimes we forget that some of those community aspects can really draw people to an area. I know when I eventually start looking for a home, the yard is going to be a big part of uh, what I'm looking for, but that is a great reminder. Anything else that you do that you'd like to talk about that keeps you busy? I, I imagine you don't garden all the time, but maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so right now my, my dining room is full of of plants that have been inside over the winter. It's full of peppers and tomato seedlings that are getting started. And then my husband and I, we also keep bees as part of our garden life. So That is very, very cool. And I will definitely ask you some questions about it. So let's talk a little bit about the Enos Park Neighborhood Gardens. It's been in operation for 10 years and there's been a lot of growth. Do you want to talk to us about some of the growth that you've seen? Any changes you've made to the gardens in the last since the last time we had you here? So the last time I was here, I think was around, it was still in the midst of the pandemic. And we were just sort of on pause for a few years while also trying to grow as much food as possible to supplement food pantries. And last year was really the first year we felt comfortable being like, y'all come, you know, please come join us in this wonderful thing. And we had over 1,300 visitors and volunteers last year. And so people really did respond well. And we've had several new programs that we've started, like our free farmer's market. We have Eat a Rainbow, which is a children's free ecology-based classes in the summer. We also have social activities at the garden, including the Summer Jamboree, which is free food and entertainment. And this year, we'll have our first ever tomato festival. Oh, wow. Sounds exciting. I think we're going to try to plant like a couple dozen varieties of tomatoes. And then we'll have a, you can taste them, you can vote for your favorites. We'll show you how to save the seeds all kinds of good stuff like that. Wow, so much going on, and it's, it's just really exciting to see. Let's maybe go to the produce of the garden. So when people are thinking about whether or not they want to come out, they can get an idea of what might be there. So what types of things are going to be growing in that garden? It's probably a lot of stuff that people are familiar with. We try really to grow the things that people use most often. So, you know, tomatoes, peppers, uh, lettuce, carrots, really common things like that. And then we do branch out to have different kinds of herbs that we offer. And we also have been planting just a ton of fruits. So we have about a couple dozen fruit trees. We have a U-Pick strawberry patch. 
got a grape, a couple grapevines going, got blackberries, black raspberries, blackberries, all kinds of different things like that. So when you say that you are interested in having people come out, especially for that free farmer's market, you know, something that I might think to myself is, oh, maybe I shouldn't come because there's people who need it more than me. But do you have just like a lot of produce that you need to get rid of? Yeah, so the the free farmer's market is open to anybody. It is not based on income or residency, anything like that. It's open to anybody who who happens to stop by. And one of my favorite things that that Carrie has done also is in addition to, you know, the traditional things that you think about, like the tomatoes and the peppers and the herbs, also like edible flowers that you can toss into your salad that's cool all these all these different things so it's it's almost like what whatever you pick you can reap the rewards of and now carrie you said that there were things that i would have in my garden i've never had edible flowers that's really neat so you probably have i have had edible flowers in my garden yeah i'm just not brave enough i guess yeah so (laughs) well that's really cool now you also said something really inspiring that 1300 people came out it was really fantastic when people think of a community garden a lot of times they're just thinking about the produce but what we also have at our community garden is community you can come out and get you know light exercise you can get some fresh air And I have to say that garden volunteers tend to be some of the most kind people I've ever met. So being able just to have a nice conversation and be around people who are just authentically caring, it's just a wonderful experience. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Lauren, since you live in the neighborhood, you know, I have to say I really love events or ways to bring people together in this kind of Uh, I hate using the word synergy, but it kind of feels like this energized buzz in the Enos Park neighborhood. And it's been really cool to see it grow over the last several years. What have you noticed as a resident of that area? It's the best, right? So it it really is. So when, when my husband and I were looking to move, we were leaving a great neighborhood. We were leaving good neighbors. And, you know, it was important to us that we be part of something, part of a community. And... You know, we joke that Sesame Street has prepared us for Enos Park. Like, these are the people in our neighborhood. And, <laughs> like, we know our, our mail carrier's name. And we know all of our neighbors. And, you know, there'll be times where I'm over at the community garden mowing, for example. And somebody's walking down the sidewalk, and I'll turn the mower off, you know, so they can walk by. And they'll just ask a question, like, hey, what's what's this about? Like, I'm just walking down Fifth Street, right? And you can talk to them and you can you can tell them what it's about and you can invite them in and give them a, a fresh tomato to snack on and like there's nothing better, right? And so not only do we have these these big planned community events, but there's a lot of little moments too. Yeah, you know, it's sounding really picturesque almost. Like I feel like I might walk through Enos Park and like hear sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really great. Uh, one thing that has been really cool about the neighborhood is that, that with the garden that people can get the personal plots to but but you're all you're full I think so can you talk Mm -hmm. to me maybe even just about that need that you're seeing from people who live or don't live in the area they they want some place to grow produce yeah I think gardening is just a lovely hobby but there's also like the price of food a lot of people are thinking I could just plant a few tomato plants and help myself that way and so we have had a huge demand for our personal plots Uh, We have right now a waiting list of 
six people, I think. So it's only going to grow. And I'm getting in touch with other garden managers to see who has plots left and who has plots available. We have prioritized Enos Park residents for our open plots just because a lot of people in our neighborhood do not have transportation. So if they don't get a plot in our neighborhood, they can't garden. But for anybody wanting a personal plot and not being able to rent it, We still have our communal garden available for people to come and volunteer in. The nice thing about the communal garden is, you know, you can dip out for a month and you can come back and someone has been weeding, someone has been watering, someone has been maintaining. And so you can just jump back in and do some work and take home some produce for your efforts. If you're just joining us, we are talking about the Enos Park Neighborhood Gardens, and I'm talking to garden manager Carrie Smith and volunteer Lauren Baker. You know, something else that I thought was very interesting that I read about this garden is that everything is has been organic. So talk to us about the challenges of that. There are compost bins. So you can, if you live in the neighborhood or if you garden and you stop by, you can bring your household compost and that goes in. And as that breaks down, that will be used to amend that soil. And really, it's it's not much work. It's it's not much work to to garden in that style compared to, you know, going to the garden center and getting the chemicals and storing them and applying them. And the benefit is huge. So a lot of the volunteers do have small children or they, you know, they stop by on a Saturday morning to the farmer's market and nobody has to worry about kids walking through and picking something that they shouldn't. Everything, everything can be consumed right off the plant. There are many neighborhood children <laughs> that that you'll see walking through the garden with fistfuls of, uh, of snacks. So I love that though and just speaking to how easy it was for you I think sometimes when we think about changing the way of doing things we think oh the learning curve or oh it's going to be so hard but you've kind of illustrated for us that, that it doesn't always have to be that way. Let's also talk about I understand there's a pollinator garden and that there are bees that are helping this out. Tell us about the bees, Lauren. Yeah, so like I mentioned, my husband and I, we keep bees. We started that last spring, so we have three hives. In addition to, you know, just native bees out and about, there's other Moldeners restaurant, for example, downtown. They have rooftop bees. I think there's also rooftop bees on top of the Kidzeum Children's Museum. So the bees are, are out and about, and there's dozens of other types of pollinators, right? So there's birds and there's any flying insect, and it's not just the bees that are important. And so they will they will go out and they will pollinate. And they will move from flower to flower and spread that pollen. That is how plants produce fruit, right? That is their reproduction system. And so, you know, without that life, you don't get the fruit, right? You don't get the produce. When we first moved to the neighborhood, we knew that keeping bees was something that that we wanted to do personally. And my uncle in northern Indiana keeps bees, and so I had a bunch of honey from him. And I took it around to all the neighbors that are, you know, directly near us. And I said, hey, you know, we're new here. We would like to start keeping bees. And, and here's some honey, right? A little peace offering. Yeah. And all of them were very receptive. That is one of my favorite things about Enos Park is people are very live and let live. I know we have had zero complaints. When we went to Harvest Honey last year, it was a Saturday when there was a lot of folks over at the garden. And people would wander through the garage and... <laughs> you know, come by and and see what was happening and see how the honey's harvested. And so that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I am not at all surprised that your neighbors were on board. If you gave me some <laughs> natural local honey, I am like Winnie the Pooh in the honey pot. I will get stuck every day. Yeah, so right. uh, that stuff's delicious. It's the best. It is absolutely. the best. Let's talk about how people can get involved, where the garden is, all those details in case people are listening and they're inspired to come on out. Well, the first thing to know is that our garden is not located in Enos Park, the park itself. We're actually at 1022 North 5th. So we're just south of North Grand, south of the railroad tracks. And as far as getting involved, we will start meeting on Saturdays from 9 to 11 in April. And then starting in May through September, we meet three times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays from 9 to 11. And anyone can come out and volunteer during those times. It's a drop-in. You don't have to have experience. One of the things that we are trying to do this year is we started a Grow a Gardener initiative And we're actually asking experienced gardeners to come out to help train new people. One of the best things that people can do if you're an experienced gardener and you want to spread the word is just come out and mentor and nurture new gardeners so that they can be the experienced gardeners of next year and continue the mentoring and nurturing. Excellent. I love to hear that. There's definitely people like me who need all the help we can get. (laughs) Tell us about the times for the free farmers market as well. The Free Farmers Market is from 10 until 11 on Saturdays, starting in June and ending in August. So it's only an hour, but we have found that like most people actually come during the first 15 minutes. So we we haven't really thought to extend it, but it's wonderful. And people can just come by and get whatever produce that they need. We also have recipes on hand. So if you're unsure how to cook something, you can take some recipes home. And thanks to a partnership with SIU School of Medicine, we also have student volunteers who will make a dish from the produce available in the garden and offer it to sample. And that is how many people learned that kale is not a horrible, horrible thing. (laughs) Uh, It's really nice, though. You know, if you've never tried something and you don't want to try it, having someone there giving you a a sample of food and saying, no, it's really good. You should try it. And it's amazing sometimes. That is very cool. I'll have to come out. I I am a new convert to kale as well. It's not (laughs) so scary anymore. Just to keep the events on our radar, I, I know we're still in getting into springtime now, but. I'm very excited to mention summer activities. So what are some of those summer activities we need to keep on our radar? I know you mentioned the Tomato Festival. Mm -hmm. What is going to be going on at Enos Park Neighborhood Gardens this summer? Well, we will have our Eat a Rainbow classes in July, June and July, I think. And uh, the Tomato Festival will have the uh, free farmers markets, as we mentioned. And we'll also have our summer jamboree in September. Excellent. Sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely some great buzz happening, not only in the gardens, but in the Enos Park neighborhood as, as a whole. Before we let you go, was there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you really wanted to share today? Or, or is there a final message you'd like to leave us with? One thing that I did want to mention, there is no need to show up with any gardening tool or implement or anything like that. There is a shed that's available that's kept locked. All of the renters will have um, a key to that. And that key will also allow them access to the water spigot with the hose. So there, there's wheelbarrows, there's shovels and rakes and hand trowels and seeds and seedling. Like you, you, can just, you can just walk in with nothing to garden and be totally fine. Everything is, is supplied that you would need. I love it. We're making it easy to learn how to garden here in Springfield. Carrie, anything else you'd like to add today? I did want to mention that we love to collaborate. We're stronger together. I totally believe that. 
and we are having a partnership with the Department of Public Health. We're actually going to do soil testing for lead and other heavy metals, and that'll take place April 14th from 10 until 2, but not at the garden, at Enos Park, the park itself. And there will be more information available on our website, enosparkgardens.org, or our Facebook page about that. But if there's anybody out there who has an idea that they feel would be great happening at a garden, just get in touch. We, we love it. Absolutely love it. And how should they reach out to you? You can message me on Facebook or you can send an email to carrie at enosparkgardens.org. Well, thank you both for being here today to give us an update on what's going on with the gardens. It sounds like you're just doing some great work. I love to see the growth. I would love to see an expansion in the future. We may not be there yet, but I think it's coming soon. So thank you so much, Carrie Smith and Lauren Baker, for being here today on Community Voices. Thank you. Stay tuned to hear more from the Community Voices team on NPR Illinois 919 UIS.